check, 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 check. All right, now we're going. Yeah. Uh, what was the first thing that you asked me before the poofer thing? Uh, shit, well, I guess the main thing I was talking about, I was talking about Gonzo, had them prepped. Shit, I forgot. Either way. Oh, I guess the the whole well, I guess this was my this was my gonna be my I guess little intro thing. Was the fact that this is episode fifty three. So like this is the officially though I guess the official start of year two of moving with life. Nice. Which is crazy. Crazy. And <coughs> I, I guess the main thing that I did want to start with before we because there's a couple of videos that I did want to go over. Still adjusting the balls here. Um there you go. Was the was I guess one thing that I guess I want to talk about was uh, I guess goal setting, and I don't know if you guys have thought about it yet because I know I, I I'm very thinking about it. I'm like, well, to be fair to the guys, like it's okay. I, I need to see see how this question would go, but um, I guess we can start off with what's one thing that you'd like to accomplish between month like between now and let's say spring breakish, you know, so that's March, and then at the end of the year, what would you like to say? That you had, that you've accomplished 2018, and we can take a minute on that because even even for me, uh, going through the podcast, like, well, fuck, I want to go and I want to do another year of the podcast, and and even then, just the whole maneuvering of, of, and I even the when I when I lay because I I finally I put the on SoundCloud if you go to SoundCloud, I put the seasons quote unquote into like I I finally labeled them so like the first one I, I titled working out the kinks. And then season two is uh, stabilization. Now we're kind of kind of in season three. I feel like there's like a, a lot of dust has settled. Um, but but it's one thing that I thought about today, just because uh, last night me and me and Eddie were texting. Me and Eddie, me sorry, me and Brian were texting, and we were talking about how time is time has, t- time has kind of been weird. Like the concept of time has been weird. And I don't know if you guys, well, Brian has. I don't know if Eddie, if you, if you, I don't know what you, what's been your experience. Since J- January first, today we're the fifteenth. So how the first fifteen y- fifteen days of the year have gone for you as far as time and I don't know progression or or how 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 you've seen time kind of treat you the past fifteen days. Well, it definitely always moves faster than you think it is, or at least for me, like when I find myself extremely busy, it moves uh, very fast, and when I find myself not busy, it moves extremely slow. But um, either way, it moves, and uh, it's always weird, like. Waking up one day, it's like, wow, it's already like halfway through the month. What the hell? Like, what happened here? <laughs> right. I thought it was it's New Year's like yesterday. Yeah, th- <laughs> that too. Like, I've had to sign and date a couple of documents earlier today, and I already had to scratch off like 2017 <laughs> accidentally put before. And oh, man. It's always moving fast, and it's like, that's uh, always like one thing I'm, I'm preaching to kids whenever I'm substituting is like, time is your most valuable resource. You can't get it back. Like, once it's gone, it's gone, and that's it. Yeah. And I try to use that to encourage them to to get busy <laughs> right, basically do better. so going off of that going back to your initial leadoff questions i think one thing i got a lot of things but one thing i really would like to accomplish between now and march would be to uh pretty much like book us a whole like three months like on the road like not consistently on the road but three three months worth of weekends on mm-hmm. the road mm-hmm. like so three months worth of no local gigs <laughs> essentially right essentially yeah would be nice and then uh one thing I really do want to accomplish by the end of 2018 is hit every market at least once 
Um, so for the Texas country scene, I mean, so hitting the Panhandle at least once, East Texas at least once, uh, North Texas once, and then um, like West Texas, El Paso, all the way down to Terlingua area. Super West Texas. Super West Texas. <laughs> the, the, actu- the actual West Texas, not just like right. Odessa. And then like the Corpus Market, the Austin Market, the San Antonio, the New Braunfels, the San Marcos, even though those are all really close, I feel like right. those are all separate things. So just um, just hitting up as much as we can this year, basically. Career wise, that would be right. My goal. And that, that I'm glad I'm glad you said career wise because uh, one thing I was thinking about earlier is I was think just thinking like I said I, I'm trying not to write down as many questions. I, I I'm trying to make it more of a free flow because I feel like that's what works best. Because every time I uh, go get too narrow, then it's too narrow, and then there's no conversation. It's just like oh, answering these questions top to bottom. Um, but I'm I'm glad you said career because it it I didn't think like okay, there's career because then I thought of the same thing. I'm like okay, there's career, there's personal. Which, which is funny because we're all like the, I wish Gonzo was here because he was gonna be the fourth guy on this podcast, but it, he he just got out of work, so it's not gonna work out for this episode. Hopefully, probably in a couple weeks or so, maybe we'll try to get all four of us. Because that was the, my whole intention too. Cause, because I thought about like the whole personal thing, which personal is I would have to put into the category of like relationships and kind of the maneuvering that we've all had these past two three months. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty nuts. Um, uh, good. Yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for me personally, like a, a personal, I guess, goal or whatever would just, this is not something that's really time constricted for me. It's just something that I've realized I really need to just continue to work on day to day and take it in strides and just try to accomplish it, you know, within hours at a time or months at a time or years at a time or whatever. It's just like a moment to moment basis. And that for me is um, is basically just making sure that I'm actively making decisions that are going to lead me. Um, to where I want to be in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years of my life, whether that's in my personal life or in my career, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just want to make sure that I'm actively making those, what I would deem as correct decisions in the right. time anyway, just making the right decision to, um, you know, be conscious enough about, like, where I see myself in the following years. Yes, what, what you see fit. Right, and trying, trying to build my life towards that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I've had that reoccurring, I guess, somewhat conversation conversation with my dad as well as far as, like, cause I, this is one thing I think I told Brian, and because, like, maybe, like, two years ago, right when I was getting ready to get out of college, and, of course, at this time, I'm still gigging, I'm still doing a lot of things for myself, and then every once in a while, a girl kind of pop in, but it was never anything serious or anything worth talking, I, I would say, worth, quote, unquote, talking about. And my dad's like, just wait two years. He's like, just, just wait till you graduate, and then wait two more years after you graduate. And here we are, two years later, and you guys are you guys have graduated three years, and me it's been two full years. And uh, and and this conversation comes up, and I I, I tell him like, damn it, I'm like every time every time this conversation comes up, whether it's with you guys or with him, I tell I didn't tell my dad. I'm like I'm like you're right, and he's like I told I I told you, and he's like and he tells me he's like when did I get married? I was like 26. How old are you? 26. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, it's just, he's like, it's just time. It's just, it's just time. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Which it's funny because like even then, like I'm, I'm not in any rush, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm finally getting relaxed enough to like be, be more easygoing about like the whole relationship thing. Because like a lot of, a lot of people, I, I feel this because actually this goes back to like uh, I don't, know, I think I, I think I took it off, but um, no, it's right here. Like right here, it says, "How do you see? How do you think you're perceived?" Is one of the, I think is one of the questions, generally, right? And and with that, I was like, "Well, I what I honestly think because a lot of people that see me out in public, when I'm not drinking, 
or like hanging out with friends, I'm on stage with Eddie. Um, now me and Brian have gym memberships, and so we're working out. And now, like right now, I'm working. I'm still working out. You know, two two and a half hours a day, um, separate times, but that's about my accumulated time. So whenever I'm out and about posting on social media, well, I'm usually doing something. And then if I'm here, you know, try to get some reading done or you know just some small logic, you know, work for my brain. But uh, with that being said, that's my that's the perception that I think people have of me. With the people, with the exception of people who know me personally, like you guys, you know, Danny and Yoli, who you know you guys have met now. And so it's so it's it's going back to my 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 premise is like you know being a little more easygoing in you know while in public you know and even then honestly I, I feel like i get to a certain like drinking point where like my 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 senses heighten because i know i'm getting inebriated so instead of like becoming more relaxed i actually get more tense and that's when like well the game's over like i'm not i'm not down to like to fuck around or you know whatever whatever it don't it don't matter mm-hmm. it's just it's just interesting my dad's like my dad's saying oh so i told he's like i told you so i'm like okay okay whatever whatever but anyways what about you brian 2018 we're we're here we're halfway through january now <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so true career wise just gonna keep grinding at the bank um as far as the intronaut goes man i've taken quite a break from it yeah but uh because work picked up really bad but uh from here to march what i really want to do is is kind of narrow it down narrow down like the scope and and designs and my approach to to what the hell <laughs> is going on with it. Yeah, continue. I got to, like, reassess um, and then see what I want to do, like, on social media and what I want to do with the shop and kind of really hit it hard. My goal would probably be pro- – well, from here to March is really kind of, like, step back and assess it all over again and have, like, a better strategy for 2018 at least. And by the end of 2018, I don't know how, how steep this is, but I'd like to do probably like maybe five thousand dollars in sales. That's good. That's that. That's, I feel like that's not a lot to go. Yeah, it's a goal, and that's. I think that's the point that we yeah. should get to. Is because I don't. I don't know exactly if that's goals. like I said. If that's a lot, especially once I find like a strategy. Yeah. I don't know if with that strategy in place, if five thousand is like a big goal or not. Mm. But you know, if shit hits the fan, I want to at least do five thousand in twenty eighteen. Yeah. I think that's a doable goal too. I think yeah. five thousand within a year that's pretty doable. I think you can accomplish that. I think so too. I need you to hurry up and reassess whatever you're reassessing. That's <laughs> supposed it's supposed <laughs> to be the official clothing line of the Eddie Signs band. Yeah. I only have two shirts. I need more. I need more. Oh man. I've got a couple of designs, but I just like I said, I, I really need to kinda step back and, and you, so you're, you're decide. Gonna, but you I was say but you're you're gonna try to reassess the the business model like as yeah, far as well like not necessarily like, like the like angles you want to play i mean the, yeah. the the the, cl- the niche is there yeah so what do you what what are you trying to reassess like how what do to you think? market how to market the how to market better the yeah how to market the like the social media presence yeah. like how do i get the intranet out there to more people like there can't because right now i have i think i have maybe like a little over 100 followers on the on the instagram account yeah. it's like there can't be only 100 introverts out there like right. i know <laughs> there's a lot more so i need to figure out how to get out there and not to just like these fake accounts that just go and like and follow yeah. random other random accounts like i need true followers yeah um so that's that's what i need to do i need to f- figure out exactly how to get out there and then how to market the shop and i might have to go to shopify just so that it, it it's more 
uh, a more credible presence. I was gonna say, yeah, Shopify is just more well known. It's just kind of yeah. cool. And, and I mean, it's not, and it's not like they know it's Shopify, but it's gonna come off as my own like website. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just didn't want to take that leap yet to Shopify. I wanted to test some stuff out first, mm. but now that I get like I got a feel of of how I'm producing the shirts and everything, I I think I can make it work. Right on. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing because I know I mean I came up with my own like maybe two or I think I came up with two designs and then I I, ma- I made my iPhone case, which is you know mo- it says moving with life on it the correct font, but at some point I was like man like my assess my assessment was like man like I don't I don't know if making a product is like my angle, so I'm st- that's why I've. Lately, on moving with life itself, like I've just been posting like the show and, and even or like the show notes and even the, even the show notes I've changed. Before it was I have to like oh like this is more or less what we're talking about you know these are all the topics or and here's the links, and now I've tried to ever since the Nashville because the Nashville one was three hours long, you know and, and it had been a while since we had a three hour long conversation. I was like, oh shit, I actually I think I should put on like some little timestamps of like what and Jocko does it and actually Jocko's the only one who does it that I know of because. Joe Rogan just streams. Um, Tim Ferriss, he, he's because he has the same mindset that I have going into this podcast of like, don't be lazy. Like, if you want to see, if you hear something interesting, look it up. And I, I kind of, I maybe for people who don't know me, that even that could be seen as kind of forceful. Whereas like having a timestamp, and I, literally as soon as I put timestamps for that Nashville episode, I got some, I got at least two messages back like, hey, I'm glad you put timestamps. It lets me know like what's going, like what where you're at in the mm-hmm. conversation. So I'm like, okay. So since then, I've been doing the timestamp thing, with the exception of I think I have two podcast episodes where it was just being by myself. So it was like ten minute episodes. So it was just one one thing. It was one statement, one premise, and that was it. Um, with the exception of those type of uh, little short episodes, um, the rest of them since Nashville, which it's, it's already been over a month. It's been a month actually. I think this week. Um, these so these past four, three, four episodes, they have timestamps, and I feel like, or I'm hope, I guess I hope with that change, it'll make a difference with listeners and maybe even attracting more listeners. Because um, when I talk to people now, it's like, well, just because like, as much honestly, as much as I, I really want to take take down all of like season one, because there's so much like just kinks on like a lot of, uh, at least in my ears and my uh, my what I hear. Is like there's so much maneuvering, like th- like there's like so many like what I call now like mistakes and stuff, where it's like, <sighs> so, but now what I do is like if it's someone new, I say well start with season two, and if you like season two, then listen to all my mis- listen to all, all of my mistakes, all of our mistakes in season one, because it's 27 Part of episodes. The process. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, because even you said uh, I think Steph, well she's she's commented and whatnot, and she's messaged me back about like the episodes and stuff, but mm-hmm. we're. Uh, where she started like somewhere along the line and then she went and then she ended up because she liked the I guess the I guess where she started right. wherever that was she ended up going back herself and just kind of like going through like the longer episodes and stuff because mm-hmm. like <laughs> I don't know if you I I want you guys I'm pointing to Brian Ed here but anybody who had, who's barely starting now or like the, maybe season three quote unquote listen back to episode one like that <laughs> honestly I've been wanting to <laughs> listen to episode one. And I was going to bring up earlier, like, when you were kind of emphasizing how this is the second year, um, I was going to bring up, like, weren't we just talking about space, like, a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, haven't had a, I haven't had a good space talk in a minute. <laughs> yeah. And I and I, I meant, I didn't forget about Justin, per se. I, I, I was like, man, no, I, 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 I want, I want, I feel like I, like, with him, 
because we do talk like really quick. It's like okay, I I need we need space, so I'm, I'm gonna wait. Party till spring break. When he comes back to spring break, we'll party. Cool. Chat it up. But uh, cause I was like, cause like, yeah, I, I saw that he went back. I guess to school. He went back to Sunday, mm-hmm. and then today's his birthday. Which pre- well, today's the fifteenth, so today's technically his birthday. Um, people won't hear this till Thursday, but um, okay. Let, 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 let my, now that I got sidetracked, um, your brother just turned nineteen. So how how is that for you being the older brother? Like how is that feel? I guess I don't know. I I feel like eighteen was the bigger one because like oh you can buy tobacco products now. <laughs> you, you can make like I mean you can make terrible life decisions anytime you want. <laughs> but like I mean it's like now you now you can make them legally like. <laughs> You can make terrible life decisions like easily now, like illegally, if you wanted to go buy things. But he's a good kid, and he's right. not. That's the funny part. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that that like, kid won't drink until we buy him some drinks. Like, no kidding. <laughs> like, like even you wanted you wanted to get him to Hills before he went back to school. Like, yeah, he, he, he wasn't to... even down to go on a Wednesday. It's like, dude, come on, I'm 26 years old. We can go to Hills. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, we try to drag him out to the to the country club and not the country club like like the fancy uppity. <laughs> not golf club. Like, yeah, not golf, golf club. Golf like like the, like the like the Texas country <laughs> club. Or whatever, dance hall. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. In country my head. club, <laughs> country <laughs> club with the gents. <laughs> we try to take him out to the, take him out to the dance hall. Quoting Pat Green here, but um, no, nah, it's just not his thing. He didn't want to do it. I was like, oh come on, man. He's like, I don't even have going out clothes. I was like, dude, get over it. Is like, like Walker's probably gonna go in his shoes. And I've then seen, he, then I've he seen did. I, I did. I've yeah, seen people straight. go in like New Balances and stuff. Yeah, like even so <laughs> I've gone in there in flip flops before, man. I don't care. Damn. Yeah, I went in Vans and a hoodie. I felt I felt awkward, but I felt good. Like it didn't, it didn't. I didn't. I honestly didn't feel too out of place. Right. I and don't know why. And it, well, it's funny because because of the trend because of the, the this next these next group of kids that are coming back from college, they're it's different. You know, it, it's it's yeah, it's 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 way more free. It's a culture. <laughs> well, remember, okay, Brian, let's let's bring it real quick. Mine. Think of twenty-two year olds. Oh fuck. Being, <laughs> being. I'd rather not. Uh, well, the my whole point is like them. They're just a little more free. A little less caregiving, but yet they're care- they're part caregiving in, in other aspects. That's my whole point. Is yeah. like, like 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 they'll go to they'll go to a bar and and wear shoes. And now it's like, oh fuck it, I wear shoes too. Well, I don't give a shit. And now it's like, well yeah, I'm not playing. What I do like, I I have to say from personal preference is that I like that there's no more smoking. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I like that I can come home and like just like hang my clothes. Like I don't have to like just dump it in the washer. Cause I, I, dude, after gigs whenever we whenever we play there. Before the smoking ban thing, like I could, and then, and then you open the amp case and it's just like reeks of smoke yep. and like the the netting on the speakers, like oh my god! I've accidentally <laughs> left my guitar case open a couple of times and it's, uh, it's dang it, it lasts so long. Yeah. It just, anyways, <laughs> I'm actually I'm gonna play a short clip. I'm gonna do like a bit of the intro because it's a long ass intro. It's like two minutes. It's too long for me. And then I'm gonna maybe like play like two minutes of like when we first start talking. Like all of us start talking of the this is. Episode one of this podcast. Welcome to podcast number one, Swing With Life, with me, Andy Acosta, my friends Brian Levinos and Eddie Sines. Some people listening may know me as Andy Walker, as that is my stage name, and all my social media can be found under Andy Walker. A lot of artists that I looked up to growing up, I learned had stage names, so when I got when I knew I wanted to get into the industry, I found it necessary to create a stage name for myself. Now, moving forward with this podcast, I wanted to use my real name as this podcast is not superficial. We talk about world events, what's happening in our nation, 
but also that we're learning, we're trying to understand what's going on in society and what's going on in our nation. I hope that everyone will get at least one thing out of this introductory episode where we have a conversation. Yeah, that helps yeah. me. That definitely helps me. And, and, and along with like all of this social media being here now and it's negative and maybe positive effects, I honestly feel that all of these pros and cons have existed before, but just through different methods. Different mediums. Yeah, like like you were saying about how you want to show friends, oh, this cool video, or you want to, you know, you want to, you use social media to interact with your friends. Well, how did people interact before? They all hung out somewhere. So, like... That the social media now has, and I think we all know this, it has like substituted face-to-face interactions. Yeah. And and then like all these like Facebook ads. Back in the day, didn't you have kind of like door-to-door salesmen? Like I think that all of these things are just kind of moving. Times and but, you about know, but then at the same time, it's like oh, the dopamine hit. That was that was that was pretty <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Like what he like he got like so butthurt about the uh, about the Hamilton yeah, yeah, thing and I just ah oh, come on man you know he's like you didn't have to tweet all that shit like, oh yeah. oh right here yeah. let's, let's allegedly see. that's what it is allegedly and then there was silence <laughs> <laughs> sometimes mm. I feel like sometimes oh I don't know Andy Andy knows this but I, I sometimes I feel like silence is good and I say that Andy knows this I guess I got ahead of myself. I like it. I like silence sometimes, but because I enjoy sometimes like being alone, being by myself, I feel that it gives me like like I I rest from any other like interaction and not that like I get annoyed or tired of being around people like I love I love being <laughs> We're around talking about people because We're talking about I your, your introvertedness. And I know, but just where where I you clicked like it, like it's just kind of random. I like, I like being yeah, alone. I consider friends that I consider good good people, good friends. So I feel like sometimes being alone gives me an opportunity to like absorb everything that I've like heard or everything that I've experienced with these people. So sliding into DMs, <laughs> like <laughs> like we're not good enough to like you know like have a conversation face to face when we run into each other or like you know. What what is it about that? Because that's kind of like been happening to me lately, where you know, like people just kind of like, I'm like over here on my house. Oh, people slide into my fucking DMs. I mean, like I've, I'm I'm guilty, but like I've, you know, I've yeah, done I it. I don't whatever, know what that. But, um, I don't know what that. Uh, it's like a thing that bothers it was me. Too, I guess because it's like you know, Eddie like, talking. Like, yeah, well, that was it. But nothing nothing like, like happened. You know, like talk it to wasn't a girl or you know or in person, even though we've never met before, and be like, hey. Like let you know, let's have a dance for at the bar, or whatever. Or let's uh, like, can I get you a drink? You know, like, like where, you know, where's all that gone? And now it's just like, nah, I'm just gonna slide into her DMs later, <laughs> or, she, or she's gonna slide into mine, and it'll be less awkward because of it. But right, right. We right. talked for but three that, hours that, that, that night. Like social <laughs> yes, social we did. We should start a YouTube channel and just react to our old podcasts. <laughs> we could. <laughs> I'd be down to do that at least once. Under the premise that it involves drinking. I was going to say, it <laughs> have to be like a like a drunk listening party. Okay. So, drunk so, listening party. <laughs> so I, I let a total of five minutes. That's a total of five minutes. And it's 
I mean, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you, Brian, you said it before I, before I continue recording here was like that I sounded different, like from that introduction, but it's also the, cause even from then, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to episode two cause people can do it. But from episode one, you, I had you guys on condensers and I was on a dynamic mic. And then as soon as I heard this recording, I was like, oh no, this is, there's too much air coming through the mics. So I, I took the condenser and I gave you dyna- dynamics and that's kind of the way I ran up until now where like, if it's. Two of us, I'll use a dynamic mic myself because the Zoom has very minimal, like, I can adjust the EQ very minimally. So, like, even right now, like, my voice is thinner than I would be talking on my mic, which actually I'm going to switch it right now. Give me one second. YouTube, and I saw one. They talked to, like, different celebrities or just watch collectors in general, and the most recent one was with Aziz Ansari. I didn't know. Well, he, he calls himself. He's like, I'm not much of a collector. I have, like you know, five, six vintage Rolexes or something like that. And uh, he talks about Master of None and his brother's like a writer on it and his parents come out in it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I've been meaning to maybe take a glance at it. It's good. Recommended. <coughs> okay, I'm back. Uh, what, what, one thing I did want to ask, Eddie, because I knew I'd see you, so what's the premise of Master of None? So it's basically Aziz Ansari's show. So for anyone who might not be familiar with Aziz Ansari, he's a stand-up comedian and a slash actor or whatever. He comes out in Parks and Rec. Um, he's done a couple of movies. Uh, nothing that comes to mind right away. Um, but anyway, so it's like his TV show um, where he's like the main character. He plays this guy named Dev. And it's basically just like his life actually as he's trying to navigate into his like, you know, young 30s, late 20s. And it's funny. He, like, goes through, like, relationship stuff and then stuff with his parents. But it's really cool. Like, there's a lot of nice, like, uh, little social commentaries thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It's funny. It's it's pretty much based on his stand-up, too. Okay, so cool. If you're familiar with oh, any yeah. of his, his stand-up things. I, well, thanks to you, I actually am very familiar with his stand-up. There like, you go. We listen, well, cause we listened to that a bunch on the way back from Nashville when we drove that first time back in June of 2016. So, yeah, that's some good shit. Actually, I read his book, too, that Yoli actually lent to me. It's... Uh, it's about basically looking for a relationship in, in our age and like dealing with social media and like digital media. And he does a bunch of research and he talks about how like, and this is actually one thing that I think I told Brian were like internet date. Oh, cause you said you knew someone from New York city, some guy that moved here and he's like, he's like, man, I, w- I wonder how he interacts. It looked like, I think we saw him the other day uh, and yeah, he said yeah. it looked like he was on a date. There's right? a guy from work that right. kind of high paying executive yeah. from work that he recently moved um from New York, and we saw him here at, at Draft House recently, and it seemed like he was on a date. So I was like, man, I wonder I wonder how you just kind of go about meeting someone, you know, for a date. Yeah. But, and I did think, he's like a, probably, he's probably like in his early to mid-30s, so I, I just initially didn't think that maybe the internet had a lot to do with how he ended up on that date, but it probably did, you know? I think he's maybe right. young enough to, to use a, a website or an app. Right. Like, yeah, the book is called Modern <laughs> Modern Romance and Investigation. Is it just an investigation? Mm, yeah, just uh, Modern Romance and Investigation. And the as soon as Brian said, like, man, I wonder how he kind of goes about going on a date. I'm like, internet, uh, as far as, like, uh, online dating, like, like you know, eHarmony and all that stuff. And now you have like you have everything. You have farmers and all. <laughs> I, I I just generally know like those. I see like I've seen like commercials and stuff. But but because of this book, I'm I guess I'm just more like 
like it's like it's part of the norm, so it's okay. Like, hey, yeah, like he he probably online dates, probably created a profile. I'm like, hey, I'm here in the valley now. Or if he's on the, if he's on social media, speaking of sliding into DMs, well, could just do that if he's comfortable. Very Cause, true. Because I've talked to a few younger people, and I've brought up that, and for them, it's no, I mean, it's it, that's like, yeah, that that makes sense. Like, it's not like a, it's not weird to them. It's not uh, abnormal to them. That is just a very modern day thing. Yeah, yeah, it just because it's of okay. the times. Right, it's it's okay. Like, it's it seemed at that in that conversation, it seemed like girls were like okay with that. Like, oh, like like yeah, whatever. And they'll basically reply to whoever they want to reply to. It's 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 their game, it's their ballpark. If if uh, if a guy replies or if a guy you know says, hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> whatever. What up, girl? <laughs> yeah. Man, I was uh, reading this book called The Sacred Search. It's one that uh, Freund actually got me uh, when we were in Nashville. I finally finished that up a couple of weeks ago. And uh, in it, he's more of a traditional guy. He's a pastor, um, Southern Baptist, I think, if I remember correctly. But um, And he's been like a marriage counselor, marriage relationship guru for a super long time. He's got several books out about it. But so in this book, The Sacred Search, he's talking about um, dating for marriage and what you should be looking for um, in a partner, so to speak. Like it, it varies for everybody, obviously, but he talks more... I guess about the why of marriage, like why mm. do you want to get married? And yeah. th- the book covers that whole question is why do you want to get married? And he covers in, you know, in his own opinions, like what he thinks the correct whys are, what the bad whys are, the things to stay away from, the things to actually chase after if you want a good, healthy marriage um, or if you want to engage in one anyway. But so and he talks about, um, you know, the, the nowadays that we have like Christian Mingle or Farmers Only or, you know, wh- whatever you want to use, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever other dating sites there are on there, Tinder, um, Coffee Meets Bagel, whatever the heck else, can't think of anything else now. But um, he basically appraises it. He's like, well, if you're, you know, if, if your mission is to find someone who is, that you like can relate to and that you feel would be like, you know, on, on paper, so far looks like to be a good fit for the kind of life you want to live then why not like if it helps you find that person then then why not it's just another resource and it's interesting hearing that from a dude who's like in in his 50s 60s so he's more of like a traditional oh wow yeah 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 Yeah, he's more of a traditional kind of guy but even he kind of speaks to how like that's just times that's the times we're living in like you know if that's just a means of of you finding someone that you can connect with and relate to then that's great take advantage of it right makes that makes total sense it's just i guess because I, I honestly, for me, there's something in my subconscious that says like that's weird, you know. It's just a, it's just adapting where like the people before us, they're they probably have smaller clue, and then the people younger than us, they're just like yeah, that, that's all they. Well, because my favorite example is like Justin, where he doesn't know the concept other than Wi-Fi. Like that's just the world they grew up in. You know that that's it. You know, there's nothing more, nothing less. Super interesting. Yeah. Okay, I think it's just something. Sorry. <laughs> so I got like, uh, uh, I moved toward the mic like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Big deep breath. Oh, man. He does spend a lot of time in there talking about how um, people do need to get away from the whole Hollywood concept of like the soulmate concept, the soulmate shirt, uh, shirts, search, the soulmate <laughs> shirt. Uh, damn, I'm going to do it again. Uh, the soulmate search. There you go. Tongue twister. Five times fast. There you go. But um, he talks a lot about. Like, you know, don't get trapped into that Hollywood drama mindset of where, like, oh, there's just one person out there for you, and you're looking for them, and they're looking for you, and you're going to miss each other if you're not looking for it. And he's like, it's 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 crap. And he, like, basically calls out that whole notion. And yeah. It's an interesting book. I yeah, definitely yeah. recommend it. What's it called again? The Sacred Search. The Sacred Search. I'll have to look that up because definitely, <laughs> like I said, as far as mindset and, like, 
movement of decision making when it comes to my personal life. And I feel like we're kind of on the same boat here, Gonzo included, even though he's not here. Um, as far as like being being on that search now, and it just being a part of like our, the next piece of our puzzle. To that, I, that's the only way I can think of saying it. So now I'm really curious to hear what Aziz Ansari has to say about modern romance. Mm, but yeah. um, I don't know if you guys heard about this. This just like surfaced. I think the yeah. article came out at 3 a.m. last night, and, and I saw when it came out because I was up at 3 a.m. <laughs> um, so I read the article, and then there has um, been follow-up stuff in the news about it today. So I'm assuming people are going to want to be burning his book, like buying it and then burning it, uh, because he's now being accused of alleged sexual assault in some girl. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw I read that. The I saw that. Yeah, and and he's like a really, like, kind of a male feminist in a way. He's kind of like got a, a touch of the feminism. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 okay. Like he's good with it, or if that's the way to say it. I understand what you mean. It. Like uh, I feel really weird describing it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm it. saying. Like he's yeah. a feminist, right? Like, yeah. right, yes, that that that'd be the only way to. Because I think even like <laughs> is it Joe Rogan? I've heard other people on their podcast talk about like like males who do that for, of course, for their benefit. But in his case, it was like no, like he's, he seems to be all about it. And if and if you read his book, it, it makes total sense. And like I don't, I don't have the book. I didn't, I don't own it. Uh, you always the one who lends to me. Yeah, I read it. I think in the uh, not to get too off topic, people yeah. can look this up if they want. But the second time that Jordan Peterson appears on Joe Rogan's podcast, um, they talk about the male feminist character a little I bit. I think that's where I heard it. I think yeah, I, yeah, I think that's it's in the middle of some some of that podcast. There, you can sift through that whole two and a half hours to find it yourself. I but um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, it'll be really interesting. He's. Pretty sure, like what I read today, he like denied the that it was a sexual assault. He said I thought it was all consensual at the time, yeah. and I felt really bad when she said it wasn't. So, so this is the way I took that article. I'm actually gonna pull it up real quick, just because uh, when I read it, he that it seemed like she texted him or texted him later, and she, after the fact, she's like, "Oh, I feel uncomfortable." So what I thought immediately was like, well, what the fuck? Like, is that what it's going to turn into? Or like, oh, because you feel guilty later on, you're taking a walk of shame? Like, like, like and I don't, I don't mean to sound now anti-feminist, you know, like, I'm very much neutral, but it just made me think, like, okay, well, hold on here. Like, if, 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 that now, because we're saying, let's say it's consensual. And the girl, t- 10 hours later, when she wakes up, she's like, oh, no, I think I regret it. And it's like. Because I I, I kind of hear just Joe Rogan going off on this topic. Like if he give, if he was given the chance of like, because he uh, one of the episodes recently also he talks about uh, uh, transgenders. But um, as far as working out, it was with a uh, with a uh, Tom Segura. The last episode with Tom Segura, and basically like there's this podcast I think where this person this human being relates as both. So she's like Cindy and. Paul or something, and I guess the producers, whoever she's talking, they're whatever whoever they're talking, <laughs> like got it got the gender wrong, and like this person expected the interviewer to get their gender right as they were on the fly, which is really weird. So me listening to Tom Segura and Joe Rogan talk about that, and then re- reading this episode, this uh article this morning, I was like, whoa, 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 let's let's take a pause here, because like okay, I understand the game's changing, but. Fuck, like I, I don't. To me, I, I mean, I don't know what you guys' thoughts on it, but that's what I thought of immediately. I just think there's a whole weird culture behind it right now, and, and let me clarify, like, but what I say, like, by weird, like, so I, I kind of lean more with the Ben Shapiro side of things when he talks about. It, he says, he's like, define rape culture for me. What the hell is rape culture? And he's like, you know, because like the, I guess the common argument for the other side of things is, 
is like, oh, you're promoting rape culture, or you're doing this, you're doing that. It's rape culture, rape culture, rape culture. And Ben Shapiro is like, well, what is rape culture? Like, find me one person that, like, says rape is okay. Like, not, for the most part, none of us believe that rape is okay. Like, you know, we might, like, disagree on what sexual assault is, you know, case to case or whatever. Like, some people would look at the Aziz Ansari thing and say, yeah, he sexually assaulted her. And then my opinion is like, well, no, that doesn't sound like sexual assault. It sounds like they had an awkward sexual encounter, then she regretted it afterwards. So, like, you know, but I can sit down with somebody that I disagree with over this Aziz Ansari thing, but, like, but we can still come to the conclusion that, like, well, rape is bad. We're on the same team. Right, so right, exactly. Now we're trying to define what sexual assault <laughs> is or what rape is, and it's, like, it's freaking frustrating. It makes me want to pull my hair out. Because, yeah, he's, if you read the details of the original article, um, I think it was in babe.com, um, if you read the details of how this person described it, which, by the way, this wasn't the, um, the girl describing it herself. It was her friend describing it to the, to the writer. So mm. it's, uh, it's, what do they call that, hearsay? Yeah, or something basic, like that. basically, yeah. Basically. Her second source, or I, don't, I forget what it's called. I'm not a journalist, but, yeah, ads. Cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it's all hearsay or second source or second hand or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? So it's just kind of like, well, you know, there's that other thing to play with, too. Not saying it's not credible, but it definitely brings down the credibility a little bit because it's not coming right. directly from Cause, her. Because so, so I didn't know that part. So imagine that where it's like, well, my friend said this, like, because what I think it was like, okay, that maybe that friend says, well, did you feel uncomfortable? If you felt uncomfortable. Like I said, I have, I have a Joe Rogan voice in my head where <laughs> he's like, what did you feel uncomfortable? And now the friend's speaking for the actual girl who went through this thing. And now maybe she's talked to her friend long enough. Because even like because I, I read this quote in multiple articles. So the main quote is, the next day I got a text from her saying that although, quote, it may have seemed okay. Um, upon further reflection. Well, yeah, upon further reflection, she felt uncomfortable. It was true that everything did seem okay to me. So when I heard that it was not that the case for her, I went. I was surprised and and concerned. But like the whole, though, I guess the whole point is is a. Uh, you know, the friend had maybe just enough time to to consult with her with you know, girl who went through this actions with Aziz talked to her friend, and her friends were like, "That's not right," or or you know, brought up stirred up some type of mud and that was that but ah, so crazy dude so yeah. crazy because definitions and all this crap is like oh my god come yeah. on yeah yeah we really got to work on that as a society because <sighs> it's it's like okay sure like aziz ansari sounds like kind of a creep now but i mean like he never took his hand and forcefully you know made yeah. her do anything it was even though she might have felt uncomfortable doing it like she still did it by her own will yeah. from what i understood from reading the article yeah and some people want to make the uh, make the assessment that like oh but when you're in that situation you freeze up and it's like well, what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> like, there's nothing anybody can do about that. Like, it's, it comes down to like, did you ever say stop? Did you ever say no? Yeah. Did you ever like, like choose to like discontinue and then he didn't acknowledge it? And you know what I mean? Like, right. but it was every little detail that I read was all by her own will. So it's hands are in the air. It's like, like, geez. Because then I think about that that Ben Shapiro video you sent me, Eddie, or you've showed me several times about uh, is it is it about gender? Like, uh, it was like it was like chick that girl. They were, I guess he was at a university, and he's like, uh, it was one of the first videos that you ever showed me. So think of like, I don't know if it's a video that that Justin showed you that then you like you kind of pondered upon. Is it where they're talking about transgenderism and I abortion? I have to say, I think it might have been abortion. I think so. 
Either way, it's it's the college student. It's a it's a girl, and she's like, well, what if it hurts his feelings or something like that? It's like, well, whoa, hold on, this is biology, male or female. You know, you're you're born a certain way, blah blah blah. But it just makes me think of like all these definitions that are being set up by these progressive people, uh, liberal or otherwise or conservative. It don't matter. Both, I think I feel like they're both like you know tugging at the tugging at the rope. But it's just so crazy the what. It's so crazy what other people are going through. Because I look at them like, okay, turn that shit off. Like, we'll, we'll watch, I was watching a show with my parents sometimes. And, and then, like, the local news comes on. It's like, I, I listen to five minutes. Like, okay, turn that shit off. Like, you don't need, no one needs to hear that. Yeah. No one needs to hear that shit. Yeah, it's weird how muddy the waters are with all this. And it's like, feels like so split sometimes. And it's just, it's really weird to get into. Yeah. But, um, and then, like, they talk about how she was giving, like, clear nonverbal cues. And I was like, are you freaking shitting me? <laughs> what does that mean? Clear nonverbal <laughs> cues, like what, did that was like a light on. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You know what the nonverbal cue is? The main one that like he's paying attention to is you got naked with him. What do you <laughs> yeah. think you're? What do you think you're telling him there? And no, I'm not like victim blaming. It's yeah. like that's a decision she made, like and that she has to <laughs> deal with. Like you have to be honest with how you made your decisions. You went back with him to his apartment on a first date, and then you got naked with him, and then things escalated. Like what did you expect to happen? Why would you put yourself in that situation if you didn't want to be in that situation? Yeah, because he's the. I mean, from the article, from the article, the piece that I read too is like that he gave like they they exchanged numbers and they talked for a little bit. It wasn't like hey they got drunk and they went to they went home after like he took her home after forcefully like, took her yeah home. yeah like hey he got he or he got her drunk he roofied her or whatever yeah. either either one of those variables like there was none of those variables it was just they exchanged numbers they talked for a little bit hey you want to have some dinner then dinner escalated to that and okay fine whatever. And now we're here talking about this damn yeah. thing t- 10 hours later. <laughs> See, the, the funny thing is, and this is what I feel, not to put words in his mouth, but this is what I feel Jordan Peterson would say on the topic, is like the, is like all this argument over what is sexual assault or what is rape or what constitutes it, what doesn't nowadays, and why the waters are, are really muddy with this whole topic is because that's not what we're supposed to be talking about. We're actually supposed to be talking about where does sexuality belong in the human race. So... It, it's like it, I feel like Jordan Peterson would go that way with it, and then he would go on to say it doesn't belong there. Yeah, that that's not what that's there for, and that's why it's so weird. And then to to go forth with that, it's like well, the reason you probably feel ashamed, or the reason the girl probably feels uncomfortable or ashamed of what happened afterwards was because she probably felt used as you went on a date, <laughs> and then he got what he wanted, or yeah. you know, and then oh, it's, yeah. that's it. Like who wouldn't feel you? A guy would be in the same. A guy could yeah, be in the same situation. Talk about emasculation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about emasculation, and it, and it's funny because Brian, we've talked about this generally, where it's like girls play the game too. Yes. And and, and I hope girls listen to this because I would love that conversation, and I'm not up for no argument. I want because people, I mean, people who know me know I won't argue. If there's no solution, if there's no like, I'm not even looking for compromise. I'm looking for a genuine debate. Like, okay, whatever. But the gen, the general idea here is like girls play the game too, and it's like. Guys get played all the time too. It's like, come on, like maybe it's not you. Like th- if there's a female listening to you right now, maybe it's maybe it's not you, but maybe you should reflect and see if it maybe but it is we, you. We all know at least one person. <laughs> that's for sure. We yes, all know at least yeah, one absolutely. person. Absolutely, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that, that, that's where I genuinely feel that that that's where the problem is. It's, you know, the problem is is that sexuality doesn't belong there. You shouldn't be acting that way, doing yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that that should be for your spouse. Yeah, when you get okay. there. I'm off my tradition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So crazy. It's funny how we went from episode one to, to Etsy's. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's kind of the point, though. It's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Damn it. Have you guys pondered on any, on any questions lately? 
this is totally I'm, uh, now I'm, I'm just shifting I'm just shifting topic I'm just shifting here what is life now I'm good getting, honestly no. okay <laughs> I'm like, we, we can go that route no um, <laughs> no that's just a lot it's just a lot life is life is a handful it is um no but really really personally what I've what I've kind of asked myself and you know this may not I don't know if you guys would have any input because this is very like personal just like what will the next year year and a half two years very kind of like short term when you look at it, at the big picture what will like where will my life take me where will my decisions take me yeah. and where will like circumstances outside of my control take me yeah but like i said it's very personal but it's just something that i've been wondering and i just wonder you know for other people do you think not that you know not that it's that far in the future but do you think about where you're gonna be in two years and honestly like i feel like everybody should if you have goals and and you're taking you know steps to achieve them but do people wonder where they're gonna be in two years not just like oh in 10 years or you know eight six years like no but in in two years do you know where you're gonna be where you want to be and how outside forces could make me could maybe influence you yeah yeah, and honestly, because I'll be honest, my my short term that I'm looking at is the next four to five years. Like that's kind of my short term right now. It's like two years seems like I I, I seem like I feel like I'm already there. Two years from like tw- in two years it'll be 2020. We'll have been graduated for for two year for ten years out of high school. Luis will be graduating high school at, in 2020. Um, we'll be two years down the line with whatever we're, we're doing career wise and uh, and personal as well because I feel like. I feel like it's funny enough that we're working per our personal lives as well, just as, almost, almost just as much as we're working on our career. So it's gonna it's gonna balance out at some point, you know, these next few years at least. But my short term is thinking like, okay, like for me, these next two, three, four, five years are pretty much like, okay, like, okay, this is what's gonna go on. And what about you, Eddie? What 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 would constitute a short term for you right now? Um, man, I'm very much more of a uh, like day to day person. Like I. I I'm always like trying to focus on living in the present, and I feel like that's what generally keeps me happiest. Of course, I have to set aside time to focus and you know, meet with myself internally and check on, okay, am I achieving my goals? Am I achieving them in the, in the time I wanted? What adjustments do I need to make? Like, yeah. I need to do that at least like once or, once or twice a week, right, just to make sure that you know, all those things are, are going the way I want to, and, and if not, then I need to make adjustments. But generally, I'd, I feel like I stick more to the to the present day. It, I read this quote yesterday. It kind of sums it up. Is it was, um, if you're depressed, it's because you're living in the past. If you're anxious, it's because you're living in the future. If you're happy, it's because you're living in the present. And so that's, you know, more, you can take that more or less and apply it. it it's not necessarily true all the time. Yeah. But, um, but it definitely applies to me most of the time, I feel like. But um, also funny you bring that up, Brian, because he's watching Master of None, Aziz Ansari's show. <laughs> um, before coming over here, as uh, watching this over dinner, and um, it's so funny because he's not to like spoil it for anybody, but you know he's debating if the girl he's been seeing for the you know past two years or whatever is the girl he wants to spend the rest of his life with, and so he's at that difficult decision making process. He's like, man, like, I don't know, like is that really going to be it? Like you know we get married and that's it, no more excitement, no more this, no more that, no more life, no more you know whatever. You know we get married, we have kids, there's no more excitement left, like, <laughs> and then uh, you know that whole like. You know that whole cliche, um, you know, way of looking at all that, 
But uh, and then his dad is telling him like for advice. He's like, he's like, you think too much. He's like, you don't make enough decisions. You just need to make a decision. You're gonna end up like the like the girl in the book, the bell jar, where you've got like, you know, the 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 tree, and then on all the branches, there's like all these possible outcomes for her future, and then <laughs> she can like pick one or whatever. I'm not really too familiar with the story. I'm just familiar with yeah, what he says what in the saying, yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. But he's like, and she's got all these futures that she can pick from in the branches, and then she can't make up her mind. So, you know, with enough time passing, all the branches just start dying off, and then like she starts losing her options. And he's like, you're gonna be like that person in the bell jar. He's like, you just need to make a decision and go for it. And I was like. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's one aspect of my little pondering because, so I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but the last quarter of, of 2017 was very busy for me because of work. So so during that time, I was very li- like very much living in the moment because it's just overwhelming amount of work. So <clears throat> to me, it made, it made no sense to really think about the past or think about the future. I just need to get this work done and roll with all the punches and obstacles. But now that, like, that time of the year has kind of come to a slow, a slower pace, um, I'm, I'm, I've am i had a little bit more time to think about the future. So, because I rarely think about the past. Um, <laughs> <coughs> but one aspect is kind of, like, love life. I've said on the podcast before, like, it's not always been a priority. Like, to me, I just kind of have other things ahead of that. But now I'm wondering, like, man, like, I, it's and also because I've had uh, some conversations with relatives that I hadn't seen in forever, and the topic just kind of came up like between them and my mom, and I was in the room, so I was just listening, and I was like, "Damn, like, at some point, you know, I'm gonna have to settle down," but and then I wonder, like, when will that be? So that's that's kind of like one, um, one variable, I guess that that I'm I'm pondering now within. The next, I don't want to say like I'm ready to get married within the next two years, but will it? <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, will it happen within the next two years? Not necessarily marriage, but finding a significant other that right. Because I've said it in the past, like I don't date casually because my next girlfriend could be my last, just because of the the timing of yeah. things, and yep. I don't know. <laughs> See, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to lend both of you the sacred search, or you can find it on your own. Yeah, however you want to do I'll it, I can lend it to you if you want. But um, in there, he talks a lot about how like most of the time that that the, the timing will work out when it works out, like all in God's plan, right? It's it's all written in there. He goes like, if you just the whole premise he goes off of, he goes just work on yourself and be the kind of person that your wife would want you to be, and then you'll find her. And then if she does the same thing, she'll find you. I think mm. that's that's been my approach, um, but yeah, I guess just a, a recent, a recent encounter where I was I was very much kind of like doubting that approach. I was like, well, you know, what the heck? I'll date casually, see what that's <laughs> about. But yeah. I found out I'm not very good at it either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should right, I should right, really just right. you know what like you said I should just be that person that you know I I feel like I do that eighty percent of my time. And I, I get to a certain point where I, 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 the question that comes up for me is, is because what the hearing it it makes sense. Hearing what Eddie just said makes sense, but in when I'm there, because for me, like, there's something about working out. Because I've been because the girl that you know I talked to more more recently, I guess, and she's like, you have a lot of time in your hands. I was like, well, no, I just have time to work out like that. Working out is what I do when I'm not working. Like, I just work out, and I can be at the gym. Like, I said, three hours, two, three hours, you know, 
I go to nine round, then I go to gold with 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 Brian, and then I do jujitsu, or I, or I go run with my dad, or I go do stands with my dad, or whatever. Um, and by the time you know, three hours have gone by, and it's like that's kind of just what I do. So like the whole working on yourself aspect, like that's what I'm doing. It's just like I feel I feel selfish. I feel like I, me focusing on myself physically and mentally. It's like well, I'm 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 rarely out socially. So I, I, w- I wonder how that balance because like I said hearing it from you it makes sense but it's like man like I feel I feel like I'm gonna tussle. See like you do have to if like if if meeting people and having relationships or or seeking out a, a you know a life partner uh, for marriage or whatever or someone to spend the rest mm-hmm. of your life with if you are gonna be seeking out um, you know the opportunity for that well then it goes back to well you got to be present to win right. right so you do have to be actively doing something to put yourself in a place where you're going to meet other people. Right, right. And see, some people kind of take that as, well, then I'm going to go to the bar. It's like, well, do you want to meet your wife at a bar? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, for me, I don't think anyone that I know really does. I don't. You know what like, I recently did that, that kind of put me in, in like a perspective like that? Like, like you know, you got to put yourself in, in the position to, to meet people. I actually, the other day, uh, skipped the ATM and went into... The, the branch at uh, my bank to to withdraw no to deposit some money and it was mainly because the atm wouldn't take my brand new bills <laughs> but <laughs> but after going after going to the teller line and meeting this teller i was like oh man like there it is like i gotta i have to interact that's the in, that's the introvert in me right like i i will do the self-checkout i will do the atm like i'll order food online i don't want to talk to anybody um yeah, it's so so I I did kind of come across that thought after that interaction with that teller. I was like, all right, all right, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I should be a little bit more out there. <laughs> well, yeah, you just gotta just enough, you, you just enough, exactly. You just gotta put enough out there to like a- engage a little bit so that you can be comfortable with engaging with them later. Yeah, you know you know what's super, it kind of blew my mind. So recently, I was I was talking to someone. And I I revealed that I'm pretty much I'm I'm an introvert most of the time, and she was like, "Really? I never would have thought." Like, what kind of drew me, you know, drew my attention to you was that y- your charisma. I was like, "Where the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell did you see charisma?" Like, yeah, I don't know, but I am I am I am a victim of liquid courage, so. There that, you go. that may have had an effect. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I think that's the part that we're trying to steer away from is the liquid courage and just having the courage to yes. like step up. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because I know it, it's yeah, it's easier. Like for me, it's not that I would want to meet my next significant other at a bar, but I'm but what I'm trying to do with myself is like when I go to Hillbillies, trying to build the courage to go just go dance again. When I was in college, I used to dance a ton. Once I started playing, once I started playing gigs, I just got tired. Of the, I got tired of the scene. I got, and then even now, it's like we're on stage. You know, let's just say, let's just say, even a hundred to hundred and fifty days a year, it's like that's live music, that's loud music, all like you know, hundred and fifty days a year. So, so that's like ah. But now I'm trying to consciously make myself go out and like if I, or at least for now, if I see a girl that I know, I'll ask her to dance, and then we'll go from there. I'm not, I'm not asking anybody new. So like for now, I'm not asking anybody new, but. Um, like I think a few weeks ago, I went and I saw you know someone that I knew and like oh, let's go dance and you know that, that was it. You know we danced like four or five songs yeah. and that was it. Again, that was like a lot for me. My new shell that I that I cr- that I self instilled on myself. Like I'm trying to break out of that shell. Yeah, I guess I kind of have to retract a little bit. It's not so much that I wouldn't be like down for finding like you know my significant other in a in a bar. It's just that I I 
really desperately believe that it's just not going to happen there. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. because of the environment, the, you know, Johnny the, the nightlife. There you go. Looking for love in all the wrong <laughs> Looking places. Looking for love in all the wrong places. That bar's the wrong fucking place. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it. What are people going there to do? Yeah. I gotta go with like with what mom <laughs> says. It's like nothing ever good happens after midnight. That's. That's not true. Yeah. And it's funny that you brought up the we're bringing up the nightlife thing because um, I had this conversation with somebody the other day where they're like, "Well, how are you gonna meet somebody? Like, you work in the nightlife. You don't want to meet somebody like in the nightlife." I was like, "Fuck no, fuck no." <laughs> That's exactly my answer. I'm with you 100 percent because I'm there all the time. I see what it's like. Me. Yes, I see what exactly. happens. And actually, it's funny because I I came to, I had this my own little like uh, light bulb go off where it's like I think I need to find someone that's the opposite of me. So I'm introverted. Now I don't need a full on extrovert, but I need someone to help me get out of the shell. Like going like, in. Yeah, yeah, just just enough. We're talking we're talking about, you know, basically playing that dichotomy of introverted and extroverted, right? So like that that thing and then and then funny thing is when we went out Saturday night we met up with Gonzo and Eddie at Hills and we we're there talking whatever and then you always told me so she's like you need someone that's like out I'm like I know. <laughs> it's like I figured someone that out. Someone that's going to round you out. Yeah, yeah, just enough like you know cuz like I can get like you know I have these books here in my room that everybody that you guys can see. It's like you know I I I get in my head a lot. And even the other, uh, not the other day it was like yesterday or this morning where I tweeted you know every time uh, I I find myself falling into my thoughts and it always lasts longer than I should be. <laughs> than I, than I should be you know and, and what I meant what I mean by that is like you know I I start thinking and I keep thinking and I don't stop and then by the time I know you know a day has gone three days have gone by and it's like okay you know I've lost seventy two hours of like at least. I could split it in half and go out and do a little more, you know. Because even when I go work out and Brian, you know, we, we go work out. It's like me and Brian talk, but we're here. We're here to work. Still get a good workout, good, ex- good, uh, good pump, and then we're we go about our day. You know, whatever we have to do. But uh, uh, so it's so interesting. But no, it's 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 all. It, I and mean, we can we can talk about we can retract to like definitions. So, but I'm not really worried about this. It's more of the premise of like me getting out of my show is actually going out and dancing even a, even one song you know two songs or whatever yeah. Eddie you got something yeah because you were talking about you know you've got a lot of books here you like to get inside your head and whatnot and and uh, I hope he's okay with me doing this but uh, one of my buddies uh, I guess I'll no I guess I gotta kind of say his name right if I'm, it's like a, a song he wrote okay so I guess I guess oh yeah so, if it's public yeah why not yeah so sorry for Ryan I hope you're cool with this but uh, this is uh, by my buddy John Freund and oh, okay. he wrote this recently he sent it to me and I loved it and it just reminded me of this lyric that's part of the song. I want to read it. it. says, Sometimes I get lost in the world inside my head. I'm not here, somewhere way up ahead. I, just lo- I love that line so much because it really resonates with me in moments. Yeah, that guy and me have a lot in common. Yes. <laughs> it was like literally the last day that we were there. And Eddie had gone out. I think he had lunch with you. You were having lunch with Aaron. And uh, John was there, and I was cooking food, and we were there. And then me and John get to talking. And lo and behold, three hours later, it's like, shit, dude, we're going through exactly the same fucking yeah. thing right now. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> same situation, personal life, the whole, the works, in, into the weeds. It's like, shit. And he's like, so what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I, I got to get back home and find out. <laughs> like, yeah. that, That's what I got to do. I, when I get back home, I'll let Why you know. Why don't you try it first? Let <laughs> me know. <laughs> let me know how it goes for you. But yeah, dude. Yeah, No, yeah. John, he's a very, very cool guy. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, I was, well, I, I wanted to bring up... I. Slightly wanted to bring up the because we were talking about introverted extroverts and and John's the one who got me back to Myers Briggs. I took the Myers Briggs when I was in college, so I, I I'm an INFJ, which I feel like we're all basically INFJs, and like I stands for introvert, and and when I told when I told John like but I'm like but I don't mind going out, you know, if I have friends with me, he's like yeah, but he's like a lot of the introvertedness of of what the Myers Briggs means is 
is the introvergence of your own thoughts. Like you, you're, you, you'd rather sit and think about your next plan versus an extrovert where he's gonna just go out and you know ball out and whatever, you know whatever, whatever he's gonna decide to do. Um, but I just barely brought this. Up. So INFJ strengths: creative, insightful, inspiring, convincing. So like Brian, when you said right now, what did she say that you were that like, you're charismatic? Charismatic. <laughs> you're charismatic. What the hell? <laughs> That's so funny to me. Uh, decisive, determined, and passionate, altruistic are like the main characteristics. And the the word that I get told about me is driven. I'm like, yeah, because you only see me at the gym every day, <laughs> six days a week, you know, whatever. It, it's, uh, I guess, with this new knowledge of the self reflection i wonder what that will take us into tw- through through 2018 because one thing that, that i came up to conclusion with before recording this podcast and thinking about thinking today earlier today was a lot of things that i thought about at the beginning of 2017 took the year to kind of come through and anything that that went that came up in my head you know halfway through the year it's still kind of unfolding and still like ironing out and either leaving my life or, or m- becoming more strong. And, like, so it makes me wonder now, you know, like I said, the self-reflection. Today, you know, I was talking. It's like, hmm, you know, what what will actually come out of the 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 action of 2018? What actions will come out of 2018? Let's see, let's see what romantic relationship says. INFJ relationships. It says, when it comes to romantic relationships, INFJs take the process of finding a partner seriously. Not once for casual encounters. Exactly. People with the INFJ personality type instead look for depth and meaning in their relationships. INFJs will take the time necessary to find someone they truly connect with. Once they've found that someone, their relationships will reach a level of depth and sincerity that most people can only dream of. That's pretty intense. <laughs> Let's keep, I'm going to keep reading. Uh, getting to that point can sometimes be a challenge for potential partners, especially if they are the impatient type. Uh, impatient type. As INFJs are often perfectionists and picky. Oh, and picky. People with this personality type aren't easily talked into something they don't want. And if someone doesn't pick up on that, it's a trespass that is unlikely to be forgiven, particularly in the early stages of dating. Even worse is if a suitor tries to resort to manipulation or lying, uh, as INFJs will see right through it. And if there's anything they have a poor tolerance for in their relationship, it is inauthenticity. Damn, that's right on the money. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, and well, you, Andy, you know, like, my, my little most recent encounter, that's, that's definitely what I was going through for a bit. I should have read this before going through all that crap. <laughs> well, you, you know how I was uh, saying just a little bit earlier about how, um, you know, just focus on being the person that, that y- you know, that would make your partner proud of you, like your future wife proud of mm-hmm. you or the person yeah. you are. Yeah. You know, not only that, but with, like, your future kids, too. Like, like be, the, be the dad you want to be, like, to your, to your kids. Be that person yeah. now. And then, um, and also seek a person that you would be proud for your future, um, you know, children, children to have as a parent. Like, if there's anything that comes up in the person you're dating that, like, it's questionable. Yeah, that's questionable, like, to the point of, yeah, like, I wouldn't want my kid growing up with that or, or, or you know, or that would make me really ashamed of that, then 
then forget it, drop it. Yeah. And I know for me in, in my last relationship, I won't get into specifics and I won't get into names, obviously, but like that's what it came down to for me too. It's like, no, that's not something I want the mother of my kids behaving like, you know. Yeah. Um, oh man. <laughs> Life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that's, that's the You macro. know what, what's really heartbreaking too is when you, like, scroll up really quick on this, or it talks about the first paragraph. Um, what does it say? Oh, okay. They instead look for depth and meaning in their relationships. INFJs will take the time necessary to find someone they can truly connect with. Once they've found that someone, their relationships will reach a level of depth and sincerity that most people can only dream of. You know what I found is the really, truly most soul-crushing thing is when you find someone that you do connect with on a really great level like that, and then you don't want the same things. Like uh, like mm, in a life like building one, together, yeah, yeah. and that the, 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 the puzzle doesn't fully that last piece yeah. doesn't fully take. that Damn. that to me has been That's the most soul crushing experience. I've never been through, but I I can see how it's like so close but so I far you away. Don't want the same things, yeah. yeah. Damn it, yeah. shit, <laughs> yeah, shit in a very neutral way. It's not it's not negative. It's just it's just it's that whole like real realization more realizations of like okay, you know we're 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 that much closer to. <laughs> We're that much closer to, to whatever it is, you know, to that that relationship we're seeking. I guess, um, very crazy. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a tough one, <laughs> and and that's one where I feel like a lot of people will go through that, and you know, it either goes one of two ways: you make the right call, or you don't make the right call. You you end it when you see it as for what it is, and then you realize, well, this is not gonna go anywhere is as great as this is right now if it's not going to if it's not going to get there then it's not going to get there and then you make the decision to drop it uh, or you don't right but like th- that in itself is a very hard call to make yeah you know yeah yeah cause, i mean we we've i've now dealt with it eddie you being the artist you know being in the middle of the stage it's it's a, it's a little more it's a little quicker for you i feel but the whole and we've we brought this up i feel like m- multiple times on here but the concept of being on stage and what people see us on stage as and then we go let's for a cup of coffee and then you get to meet the person like oh it's like yeah i'm at work (laughs) yeah it's a totally different thing being on stage and being being present um playing music and yeah i mean obviously we're having a great time but and uh you know for us that are the smile's coming out, but in our head, we're like, okay, we're on this key, we're doing this, we're oh, we're doing this, I need to make sure I move, I need to make sure I'm on pitch, or... The webbed feet are moving under yeah, the Yeah, yeah, definitely, all, I mean, all the time, and, and then, you know, then we get to a conversation in a, in a more quiet place, you know, you know, just for good conversation, because we're seeking good conversation, and then, you know, they, the, then that person realized, like, oh... But I thought you were like I thought you know the whole rock star thing. It's like it doesn't exist anymore. No. <laughs> it that all that stuff you see on like Walk the Line with like Johnny Cash and like all these there that those were I mean we will never experience that. We're just in a different time. But wh- even if it's like an ounce of what we saw in that movie, even wh- I, I like Walk the Line because like they showed like the tour and like him, you know the once he got touring right and he was on the bus with with all these people and then with Waylon and. Uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and yes, Elvis. All, and all they weren't guys. even on buses. They were in vans. The, yeah, all, all that just or, living or that cars. life, right? Yeah. Like five, six artists living in a, you know in a vehicle, you know, living the rock star life. Or even another one, another good one, or Ray Charles. You know, oh, like there you then go. him, like all those guys that we get to see these videos, these somewhat, hopefully, you know, true, you know, Hollywood movies. 
um, regards of being Hollywood movies, it's like, you know, even if it's announced similar to that, it's like, that's a whole different lifestyle that does not exist anymore. And, you know, it's totally different. Well, I was going to say, and for the people that are trying to live that rock star lifestyle, you see it crumble them. It, you see the rug pulled out underneath from yeah. them, and it comes back, and it it's quick. Yeah. Yeah, there's one thing I w- I'll never forget, and uh, it's from Granger, uh, his wife. When they when he when, this is before he got signed, you know, this past year, but because the bus that they own it, it's under Granger's name, so it's his bus, right? They're gigging enough to like purchase a bus, which is awesome. But his wife Amber put like a like a letter on like the 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 opening door, saying this is your home, you know, this is a business, blah blah blah. Keep it clean, clean up, clean after yourself, you know, Mama Bear. It's like you know, it's the seriousness, like, hey guys, take care of your home, you know, take care of it the way you would in your normal home. You yes. go home. You clean your restrooms, you clean your bed, you know, you clean your laundry, the works, you know, it's like, this is now, you know, a million dollar home that you're going to be living in, you know, 250, because even now, and I'll never forget the last conversation I had with Todd, which was the the show you got to go to, Eddie, when we saw him in Corpus, and Todd's like, yeah, and that man. was actually, at Facebook showed me, this was exactly two years ago. Okay, so two years ago to, to now, two or three years ago, two or three years ago, regardless, it was, tw- no, I think it was, I think it was three because i think it was 2014 you're getting ready to graduate yeah. and you were here in town and so we, we you drove with me to corpus and we went to the gig and that was the last in-person conversation i had with todd and he's like he's like hey man like next time i come out we're gonna have some drinks we're gonna go fishing blah blah, blah. i'm like fuck yeah like game on and lo and behold he knew i guess there was already a foreshadowing of like them getting signed and since they've gotten signed, they're playing more than ever. And I've I said this, I don't know if on the podcast necessarily, but I've talked about it just because I keep up with those guys. And it's like, yeah, they let's say they used to play 250 days. Now they're playing like 300 days, acoustic shows and whatever. You know, they're just playing a ton of music all the time. And so anyways, the, the whole point is, you know, living in your home and taking care of your home and that whole premise. Um, super crazy. I do want to get into this video now. Uh, we can shift a little more. It's called Existence is Quite Weird. And this one's by Alan Watts. And Alan Watts is actually, I got from Justin. Mm. He brought it up on the podcast when he was on a few weeks ago. And ever since then, like, it's come up subtly. And now, like, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, like it's, he's an, obviously, you'll hear in the audio quality, like, it's a very old video. But there's a couple of videos that I want to watch. I want to watch this one, kind of get into it, and then see where it takes us. And then there's another video by Alan Watts that I want to get into. It has become extremely plausible that this trip between the maternity ward and the crematorium is what there is to life. And the more I look at things, I I cannot get rid of the feeling that existence is quite weird. When you consider man is a little germ that lives on an unimportant rock ball that revolves about an insignificant star on the outer edges of one of the smaller galaxies. God, what a put down that was. But on the other hand, if you think about that for a few minutes, I am absolutely amazed to discover myself on this rock ball rotating around a a spherical fire a very odd situation. And sensible people have 
existence is nothing at all. I mean, it's just basic, just go on and do something. See, this is the current movement in philosophy. Logical analysis says you mustn't think about existence. It's a meaningless concept. Well, as Aristotle said, wonder is the beginning of philosophy. Because it strikes you that existence is very, very strange. I believe that if we are honest with ourselves, that the most fascinating problem in the world is who am I? I don't think there can be any more fascinating preoccupation than that, because it's so mysterious, it's so elusive. What do you mean? What do you feel when you say the word I, I myself? What do you think you are? We speak of coming into this world. We didn't. We came out of it. Then furthermore, when you realize that in a world where there are no eyes, the sun would not be light. And that in a world where there were no soft skins, rocks would not be hard. Nor in a world where there were no muscles, would they be heavy. Existence is relationship, and you are smack in the middle of it. Existence is relationship, and you're right smack in the middle of it. Woof. I'm having an existential crisis now. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? that? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yay, more YouTubes. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, whoa, what what the the fuck was that? But yeah, when I was watching some of these videos before you guys came over and and when I was like, man, like, okay, do I want to have this on or whatever? And then when you brought up, who am I? I was like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, Boom. That's, it's like, yeah, that's one of those macro questions that we can go. So you can go something just so many angles. You know, we're talking about definitions. We're talking about this and that. And then the first thing Brian brings up, we're like, hey, what about you, Brian? It's like, what is life? <laughs> He's like, it's like, well, it's, it's, it's definitely relevant to to just... <sighs> The whole sitting here in this room. And it's funny, on the weekend, when we were here, and I, I said, you know, feeling, feelings come out here in this room <laughs> on purpose. And now it's very on purpose. Like, now I'm, I'm very curious to see how people react to certain things and, and whatever. But it, to me, at least, for okay, from my perspective, from my chair, whether it's here, whether it's on the other side of the, other side of the room, um, I'm always now curious to see, okay, you know, I know I know what I feel. And I'll, I'll usually, I'll probably tell you how I feel about any, anything, any given thing. You know, it makes me wonder uh, how other people feel because one of the things that I know I fall, uh, not fall to, but uh, one of the things that I uh, always conclude is is how how any type of anger or jealousy or anything like that, it, the, f- the underlying theme is actually fear versus anything else. And I, I mean, we can go into that or not, but it's just one thing that I'm, given this video, uh, it, it, it makes me... That's what it makes me seek, and uh, and it, it's interesting to see, 
you know, Eddie talking about like, you know, finding that person that, you know, you can connect with. Like if I'm focused on myself, I'll find that person who appreciates that. And she's doing that for herself right now at this very moment too. And it's like, man, it's kind of, it's kind of intense. Like that's an intense world, at least for me uh, that I see <laughs> thinking, cause I, cause then I think about like, okay, I need someone of the opposite. I need someone to round me out. So it's like, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of unfolds whenever whenever it unfolds like i i've said i'm not in a rush and i'm I'm still not in a rush i won't be in a rush anytime soon but there's a lot of things unfolding like i said and it's like <laughs> heavy shit <laughs> so martin luther king day <laughs> almost forgot i'm glad you brought it up <laughs> I was watching the uh, well, cause I, I and honestly, originally, originally, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up the I had a dream speech, because, but then, but, but because it's so popular, I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. That's, that's that's not my style. And then, so I watched this video. He he, uh, it's called um, the Bru- blueprint for life, something like that. Either way, he talks about bru- blueprint for life is a premise, and he talks about several of them. But uh, his first two, he talks about the first principle he brings up is uh. You must have a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your some your somebodyness. Um, I thought that was very interesting um, because I feel like I feel like for that principle, like we're we're pretty much there. Like we're we're gaining that, especially the somebodyness. Like we're you know even a year ago, Eddie, you were talking about when we were first starting this podcast. You brought up you know uh, what you wanted to leave a legacy, and 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 dude, the on and honestly, from our perspective, and even when I talk with Gonzo. It's like the momentum that the Eddie Science music group has cr- has gained. It's like it's like for me, I tie in that somebody is like, what? Well, it, you're on your way, you know. It's like it, it, at least from our perspective, from the outside perspective of the second and third person, it's like the somebody is like, man, like we're we're there. So then he brings up the second. So this is going back to the Martin Luther King. Uh, you must have a determination to achieve excellence in various fields. That you and that of your endeavors, like whatever you're interested in, do it really well. And he goes on to talk about uh, Martin Luther King goes on to talk about like if you want to sweep, sweep like like uh, what do you say? Sweep like uh, what's his name? Not Van Gogh, Mike like Mike sweep sweep like Michelangelo, like as as good as Michelangelo like painted. If you if you're gonna go and sweep sweep that well. If you're gonna go scrub scrub that well. And he goes on to the, all these like philosophy philosophical like thoughts that i'm like man actually let me let me just let you guys listen to it i have, have timestamps here i can just pull it up somebody secondly in your life's blueprint you must have as a basic principle the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor you're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. And once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. And I say to you, my young friends, that doors are opening to each of you. Doors of opportunity are opening to each of you that were not open to your mothers and to your fathers. And the great challenge facing you is to be ready to enter these doors as they open. 
Ralph Waldo Emerson, the great essayist, said in a lecture back in 1871 that if a man can write a better book or preach a better sermon or make a better mousetrap than his neighbor, even if he builds his house in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to his door. That hadn't always been true, but it will become increasingly true. And so I would urge you to study hard, to burn the midnight oil. I would say to you, don't drop out of school. And I understand all of the sociological reasons why we often drop out of school. But I urge you, in spite of your economic plight, in spite of the situation that you are forced to live so often with intolerable conditions, stay in school. And when you discover what you're going to be in life, set out to do it as if God Almighty called you at this particular moment in history to do it. And just don't set out to do a good Negro job, but do a good job that anybody could do. Don't set out to be just a good Negro doctor, a good Negro lawyer, a good Negro school teacher, a good Negro preacher, a good Negro barber, a beautician, uh, a good Negro skilled laborer. For if you set out to do that, you have already flunked your matriculation exam for entrance into the University of Integration. Set out to do a good job and do that job so well that the living, the dead, or the unborn couldn't do it any better. If it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, sweep streets like Beethoven composed music, sweep streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metro Metropolitan Opera. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the host of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. Fucking train. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, watching that video, and it's just like, you know what? One side note that I wanted to make sure to mention was the fact that he's preaching to middle school kids. Oh, wow. These are not adults he's talking to. And so uh, if if everybody, old and young alike, put yourself back in your middle school, wherever you're at, or however you were thinking, and listening to someone like that, like that in the sense of like intensity, and more, it's more into the king. Like People knew who he was even by then. And here he's talking to middle school kids. And you don't hear a peep. You don't hear noise. You don't hear anything. And to me, I, th I thought that was amazing. That's why I for sure wanted to bring up the video, even just a little bit. Because, like, shit. Like, I remember, in general, as in an auditorium of kids, you know, like, it's hard to keep everybody quiet, you know. And then we knew those jokesters back in the day. You know, oh, they, yeah. They, you know, they just stir up, stir up the, the teachers and whatever, and whatever, and they get in trouble and and just thinking about that concept, and you know, he's talking to him. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that he's talking to middle school kids. Uh, he, like, he goes into it in the beginning of his video, and then you know, whatever. And, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, fuck, I had a question. I wish I wrote it down. Written it down. 
I don't remember. I'm gonna remember it like later. Cause that will have to do with with uh, not doing things well. I'd, excuse me, I do some something else. Either way, that was a video, and and he has several. The thing is, like after that, after that second principle of determination to do your endeavors, uh, he doesn't give a li- he doesn't give numbers anymore. And then by the time he's like, here's the last principle. I was like, oh shit, you know, I'm like 20 minutes into the video, and I I didn't know that there's like several right. instances in the, in between. He says one, two, then he kind of goes off on his like spiel, which it sounds like to me it sounded like an accumulation of two, and like oh by the way this is the last one I'm like oh shit like so there was some there in the middle anyways, I mean and again all these videos will be in the show notes and then I'll have of course the clips on the the audio, um, we can almost start wrapping it up. Thoughts, general thoughts, man. Any thoughts? Remarks. It's been a year, Walker. Congratulations with your project, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's man. It's I I don't know what to make of this yet. Just because it's 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 been a year, fifty two weeks sounds like a lot. This is fifty three, but I I I don't have words for it. I just want to keep doing it. Time will give you words for it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, Brian. Damn it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Let, 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 let we we can call it here, and we'll 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 reconvene when Gonzo's available, and we'll do that. Um, Eddie, first and foremost, people will listen to this on Thursday. So I will have this up by Thursday morning. So what's happening Thursday night Woo. and Friday night? Um, well, we're playing at Hillbillies here in McAllen, Texas on Thursday night, the usual three-hour um, music ordeal. So we'll be doing that Thursday night, so come have some fun with us. Uh, but the real fun is going to happen, or continue into, rather, um, Friday night when Sunny Sweeney is in town, and she's amazing. She's a great hero, and, um, and I'm really looking forward to opening up uh, for her and sharing the stage for her and uh, that whole night's going to be great so come on out to Sunny Sweeney at Hillbillies in McAllen, Texas if you're in the area um, I don't bucks. know what time we start 15 bucks a show uh, 15 bucks a ticket, sorry 15 bucks, show. 15 bucks for the whole show uh, 15 bucks a ticket um, the original said 9.30 but you think we'll start after, we'll go on after 9.30? I have no clue No clue. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll find out we'll find out either way eddiesignsmusic.com uh, what's your social media? So that in case so we can, hopefully we can find out the time, and then you know, Archie can tell you the time, and we can post that. That should all the, all the info should be on uh, EddieSignsMusic.com. Okay. If you scroll Eddie. down, um, all the social link stuff is down there: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Right on, Brian. We're in the new year. What's your focus? <laughs> social media wise, what's what do you want? Or not, guys? Go follow that. In fact, <laughs> all right. Full disclosure. <laughs> I'm gonna do a quick giveaway only because I don't think anybody will actually <laughs> participate. <laughs> First three DMs to the intronaut on Instagram get a free T shirt of your choice. Nice. I'm gonna slide up in your DMs, dude. <laughs> oh fuck you. You guys can't participate. We can't part- yeah, that's fair enough. Conflict yeah. of interest. <laughs> what uh so it's it's an intronaut the intronaut underscore T H E I N T R O N A U T underscore on Instagram. Right on. Uh, we still have the Fiverr. I still have the Fiverr link up there, just in case anybody's looking for some EXO work. Which tax season's coming up, or like we're already like rounding out, so you're gonna have some work from me for sure, and I'll we'll, we'll square that away soon. Uh, I already have all the, like the data. I just need you to do it because I don't want to do it, and that's the whole point of Fiverr. <laughs> so you know, Basically. so so uh, that's that. Um, moving with Live.co. 
I recently got back on Twitter, just my individual Twitter. I don't have like a moving with life thing. It, to me, it's so hard separating those because it's, it's a lot of it's just the thoughts and it's kind of the same. So it's like, okay, just personal Twitter. The Instagram I'm still using because like that's still, you know, I, I still want to be able to show, let people know what's going on on the on the podcast episode because I have I post like the show notes, like a screenshot of the show notes now. So people can get an idea of what's going to be talked about and or what's talked about for the week's episode. So either way, movingwithlive.co is the website. Movingwithlife underscore is the Instagram. My personal Twitter and Instagram is at Andy underscore 1844. And that's it. I'm going to wrap up with uh, that last bit, actually, of the of that uh, Martin Luther King video because I thought it was really good. And then we'll see you guys Thursday, party, Friday, party harder. Saturday, we're off, UFC fights, party More again. Party. <laughs> party again. And then Sunday, uh, R&R. <laughs> so we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Finally, in your life's blueprint must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Don't allow anybody to pull you so low as to make you hate them. Don't allow anybody to cause you to lose your self-respect to the point that you do not struggle for justice. However young you are, you have a responsibility to seek to make your nation a better nation in which to live. You have a responsibility to seek to make life better for everybody. And so you must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Now in this struggle for freedom and justice, there are many constructive things that we all can do and that we all must do. And we must not give ourselves to those things which will not solve our problems.